0: We got to start out with something light because this really warmed my heart and it was really insanely funny, really insanely funny to me. So, of course, you know, the question was, is CNN or MSNBC going to air Bernie Sanders speech about democratic socialism? I mean, they aired almost in full uh, Joe Biden's Make America America Again speech. Did you see that doozy? So Joe Biden was in Iowa yesterday and CNN had it, you know, they're trying to push this narrative. They're trying to push uh, the race as between Biden and Trump. They're basically trying to prop up Biden. That's what CNN doing. That's what MSNBC is doing. So I was like kind of surprised that CNN aired any of Bernie Sanders speech. To be honest with you, by my count, they actually aired nine minutes and 50 seconds. So almost 10 minutes of Bernie Sanders speech. But what was hysterical was where they decided to cut out of it. Because unlike Joe Biden's speech, which they aired almost in full in Iowa, they cut out of Bernie Sanders' speech after 10 minutes. But you're gonna love where they decided to cut out of Bernie Sanders' speech. Take a guess if you, if you see a, a theme that Bernie Sanders is talking about that CNN owned by AT&T might not like.
1: But in America today, the very rich live on average 15 years longer than the poorest Americans. In 2014, for example, in McDowell County, West Virginia, one of the poorest counties in the nation, life expectancy for men was 64 years. In Fairfax County, Virginia, a wealthy county, just 350 miles away, life expectancy for men was nearly 82 years and 18-year differential. The life expectancy gap for women in the two counties was 12 years. In other words, the issue of unfettered capitalism is not just an academic debate. Poverty, economic distress, and despair are life-threatening issues for millions of working people in this country. While the rich get richer, they live longer lives. While poor and working families struggle economically and often lack adequate health care, their life expectancy is declining for the first time in modern American history. Taken together. The American dream of upward mobility. All right, so Senator Bernie Sanders, listening to him, giving this speech here. He said it a couple of years ago when he was running Velasco-Rine. Go round and he's doubling down again. He is basically saying, you know, America is ready to, to elect a Democratic Socialist. So let's analyze all things Bernie Sanders. Uh, David Chalian is CNN's political director. MJ Lee is CNN's political correspondent. And, and David, just first to you. Um, What did you think of the message that we listened
0: to so far? Oh, God. Can you imagine? Let me tell you how it went. Let me tell you how it went, okay? Because I used to work at MSNBC. I used to work at Fox News. I know how these things go. So Brooke Bold went over there. She's got uh, an executive producer in her ear. As soon as Bernie started talking about unfettered capitalism, the executive producer's like, Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out of this. Get out of this. No, 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 no. Get out. Get out. Next time he pivots to something else, out, out, out. Because, <laughs> you know, CNN, owned by at and um, they don't, you know, they don't want to air too much of that because, you know, unfettered capitalism is kind of uh, companies like at and Cut the commercial, cut the commercial. So it's just unbelievable. They'll air Joe Biden's full speech You know, Joe Biden's infamous Make America, America Again. This is what Joe Biden said yesterday. His speech said a whole lot of nothing. Didn't attack corporations, didn't challenge Wall Street, didn't challenge anything. CNN will barely, will will air it in full. You give Donald Trump $3 billion of airtime, we're going to give Joe Biden as much airtime as he humanly wants. He's going to say a whole lot of nothing. He's going to throw out platitudes and we will air every single last second of it. But as soon as Bernie Sanders starts talking about unfettered capitalism, the greed, oligarchy, we got to get out of that immediately. So I just thought that was interesting. So now that we got CNN uh, being a propaganda outlet out of the way and cutting out of the speech when Bernie Sanders talked about unfettered capitalism, uh, I want to play a few parts of the speech that I, to me, stood out. Uh, And again, we're going to have an interview with Nina Turner coming up in a bit. So if you're feeling super... Leave it in the Super Chat. Now, this part I really liked. Let me play this.
1: On February 20th, 1939, over 20,000 Nazis held a mass rally, not in Berlin, not in Rome, but in Madison Square Garden, in front of a 30-foot banner of George Washington, bordered with swastikas in new york city new york city but back then those american extremists could not replicate the success of their authoritarian brethren across the ocean because we in the united states thank god made a different choice than europe did in responding to the errors social and economic crises. We rejected the ideology of Mussolini and Hitler, and we instead embraced the bold and visionary leadership of Franklin Delano Roosevelt, then the leader of the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. Together with organized labor, leaders in the African American community and progressives inside and outside, the Democratic Party, Roosevelt led a transformation of the American government and the American economy. Like today, the quest for transformative change was opposed by big business, by Wall Street, by the political establishment, by the Republican Party, and by the conservative wing of FDR's own Democratic Party. And he faced the same scare tactics then that we experience today. Red baiting, xenophobia, racism, and anti-Semitism. In a famous 1936 campaign speech, Roosevelt stated, and I quote, We had to struggle with the old enemies of peace business and financial monopoly, speculation, reckless banking, class antagonism, sectionalism, war profiteering. They had begun to consider the government of the United States as a mere appendage to their own affairs. We know now that government by organized money is just as dangerous as government by organized mob.
0: I absolutely loved that part. As a FDR enthusiast myself, um, you know, tell you the truth, I wish you would have talked more like this in 2016, but let's, fi- let's not look in the rearview mirror. Uh, this is what Bernie Sanders needs to be talking about and how he needs to be talking about because... When the Democratic Party, when the Republican Party, when uh, the corporate media, which is basically just a public relations firm for the Democratic Party and the government, when they try to make socialism a boogeyman word, um, they're successful because the, the truth is there has not been the communication and the execution on communicating the fact that socialism is what FDR did. Socialism is the New Deal. Socialism created the economic uh, equality and success of the 1950s and 60s, which any objective person will say was two of the best economic decades in American history. Sure, the World War II uh, boom certainly helped, but the New Deal programs helped. Government regulations helped. Progressive economic taxation helped. Uh, government jobs programs helped. These were all tenets of socialism. And these are all the same exact things that, that, that the corporate, I don't want to just say the corporate media, but the corporate media military industrial complex. That's right. The corporate media military industrial complex has made these things seem socialist. This is what Bernie Sanders is talking about. He brought up an economic bill of rights affordable housing, a quality education, a secure retirement, health care, a clean environment, a decent job that pays a living wage. I mean, this is hardly Joseph Stalin-level communism. But this is what, if you watch CNN's reaction to Dem- uh, Bernie's speech, when you see idiots like Edward Edward Isaac Dover from um, The Atlantic, this is what they're trying to smear This is what they're trying to spin Bernie Sanders' program, which honestly, to the letter of the actual definition, it's not even full-blown socialism. He's not talking about getting rid of the capitalist system. He's really talking about regulating the capitalist system. But let me tell you something. Those messages that Bernie Sanders is talking about and getting rid of this gilded age and this oligarchy, it's kind of popular. Not just among Democrats, but among Republicans. Want to know why? Because even Republicans are against bailouts for Wall Street. Even Republicans are against endless subsidies to ExxonMobil and Goldman Sachs and Pfizer and, and Facebook. They are. I mean, the polling shows that progressives and conservatives both agree higher taxes on the rich. Uh, we need more government investment in jobs, higher taxes, period. Uh, Republicans, by a majority now, favor Medicare for all. So I think what Bernie Sanders did well was basically, uh, this isn't a word, I'm making it up, is de make how they're trying to make socialism a boogeyman word. Bernie Sanders really explained, no, I'm I'm basically, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I'm just talking about the New Deal. I'm just kind of borrowing from FDR. Do you know how many times I have said to Larry Sheridan, my father, who I love, but happens to be a little deranged when it comes to politics, happens to watch a lot of Fox News, God bless him, uh, happens to like Donald Trump, I say, Dad, what are you, what are you, crazy? We already live in a socialist country. We have socialism for the rich in this country. That's what tax cuts and subsidies for ExxonMobil and Goldman Sachs and Raytheon and Northrop Grumman and uh, Boeing and Lockheed Martin and Pfizer, that's what all of these subsidies are. We already live in a socialist country. It's called corporate socialism. Well, Bernie Sanders is finally putting out this message, which he should have done more in 2016, but I digress. Here we go.
1: Now, let us be very clear. While President Trump and his fellow oligarchs attack us for our support of democratic socialism, they don't really oppose all forms of socialism. They may hate democratic socialism because it benefits working people, but they absolutely love corporate socialism that enriches Trump and other billionaires. Let us never forget the unbelievable hypocrisy of Wall Street, the high priests of unfettered capitalism. In 2008, after their greed, recklessness, and illegal behavior created the worst financial disaster since the Great Depression, with millions of Americans losing their jobs, losing their homes, losing losing their life savings, Wall Street's religious adherence to unfettered capitalism suddenly came to an end. Overnight, Wall Street became big government socialists and begged for the largest federal bailout in American history some 700 billion dollars from the Treasury and trillions in support from the Federal Reserve. But it's not just Wall Street that loves socialism when it works for them. It is the norm across the entire corporate world. The truth is corporate America receives hundreds of billions of dollars in federal support every single year while these very same people are trying to cut programs that benefit ordinary Americans. If you are a fossil fuel company whose carbon emissions are destroying the planet, you get billions in government subsidies, including special tax breaks, royalty relief, funding for research and development, and numerous tax loopholes. If you are a pharmaceutical company, You make huge profits on patent rights for medicines that were developed with taxpayer-funded research. If you are a monopoly like Amazon, owned by the wealthiest person in America, you get hundreds of millions of dollars in economic incentives from taxpayers to build warehouses, and you end up paying not one penny in federal income taxes. If you are the Walton family, the wealthiest family in America, you get massive government subsidies because your low-wage workers are forced to rely on food stamps, Medicaid and public housing in order to survive, all paid for by taxpayers. If you are the Trump family, If you are the Trump family, you got eight hundred and eighty-five million worth of tax breaks and subsidies for your family's housing empire that is built was built on racial discrimination. When Trump screams socialism, all of his hypocrisy will not be lost on the American people. Americans know, will know, that he is attacking all
0: that we take for granted say it bernie preach that shit preach that shit excuse my french i just got demonetized let me tell you something let me tell you something i don't know who got in bernie's head or ear to talk like this because he i kept saying on the road in 2016 why isn't he saying we already live in a socialist country i don't know if it's david sirota who's his new speech writer I don't know if it's Fez Shakir, who is is his new campaign manager. I I don't know if it's Jane Sanders. Who knows? Who Who cares? This is the message that can win not just Democrats, but Republicans. Because people need to understand. (laughs) Which, hearing that just gave me a thing for Bernie. (laughs) This message is universal. Nobody, nobody, unless you're a rich person, there is no person living paycheck to paycheck. I don't care if you're progressive. I don't care if you're conservative. I don't care if you're neoliberal. I don't care if you're uh, a marshmallow. There's no person that is down with, you know, never ending breaks to the corporate elite when we are called the cakers by shitheads like Paul Ryan. You remember? Paul Ryan? Oh, we're the takers. So if we're the takers, then I guess Goldman Sachs and them are, you know, the makers, right? When they take, when they take money they don't need, by the way, they're the makers of society. When we take, we're the moochers. This is the message. And I understand Elizabeth Warren is rising in the polls. I understand uh, there's a new YouGov poll out that the, that the corporate media is getting very excited about. It's it's the one of the first polls that she is uh, above Bernie Sanders. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. She is rising in the polls. But Elizabeth Warren cannot pull off this message. She just can't. Uh, it's not because she doesn't have some strong uh, policies. Uh, I don't think Elizabeth Warren is Hillary Clinton like some of you do. She's not my favorite candidate. I want Bernie Sanders. That's who I support. But... Elizabeth Warren cannot pull off this message because Elizabeth Warren herself has said she's not a socialist. She be- she's a capitalist, but she believes in regulated capitalism, which frankly is a little naive. Because you can't regulate capitalism without getting money out of politics. It cannot be done. You cannot actually regulate politics if the regulators are bought off, if the politicians are bought off, if the agencies are bought off. You cannot. So, although uh, we cannot put our heads down in the sand, uh, I got to be honest. She is rising in the polls. Uh, it is something that the Sanders campaign obviously has to watch. Uh, I'm going to be report on it accurately. I'll probably monitor more polls to see if she rises more. Uh, one poll with her uh, in the uh, one poll with her in second place and Bernie in third place to me does not make a you know game changing um, shift but if there's many polls where she moves into second place, then I'm gonna to have to report on that, obviously. Uh, but I also look at the state by state polls and Elizabeth Warren is not uh, in, a, in as, good of a, as good of a position as Bernie Sanders is. When you look at Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Bernie Sanders is beating Donald Trump by 10 to 12 points. Bernie Sanders is basically beating Donald Trump the same, by the same margin as Joe Biden in those states. Elizabeth Warren is not. So you could show me national polls if you want. I want to see the polls in the states that are actually going to decide the election. So I'm not going to get so crazy that Elizabeth Warren is moving up in one poll. And I will tell you, I happen to think um, on a debate stage, I think Elizabeth Warren speaks well. I'm not going to sugar. I'm not going to say I don't. But I don't think Elizabeth Warren has the. I just don't think she has that it factor. And you could call me sexist if you want. It doesn't have to do with her her, her uh, gender. I just don't think she has that, that transformative it factor that Bernie Sanders does. Um, now, I mean, I've already told you, if it came down to Elizabeth Warren versus Donald Trump, this is not a Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump situation, folks. Some of you might not like me saying that, but I would vote for Elizabeth Warren. She would be by far the most economic President, the most progressive president we've had in a very long time economically. Doesn't mean I like her on foreign policy, doesn't mean I don't think she hasn't showed up uh, and has been MIA on a lot of things, but you know, let's not be extremists here and say if we don't get exactly what we want. No, Elizabeth Warren would be better than Donald Trump, but I'm not even getting into that because right now we don't have to. And I think, I think uh, this message of socialism and Elizabeth Warren choosing to say she's not a socialist And by the way, Elizabeth Warren, uh, my new reporter, Marcus, uh, did a live stream earlier. He's new, mangled a factor too. So have I uh, in in my career. Uh, So I reached out to him and gave him a few notes, but Elizabeth Warren is not exactly uh, so strong on Medicare for all. You know, at first she was a co-sponsor to Bernie's Medicare for all plan, but now slowly like Kamala Harris and others, She's, she's, she's for the idea of Medicare for all. That's the, gu- that's the goalpost. That's what we want. But she's for, you know, if we don't get it tomorrow, she's for, you know, steps to get to that. No. That's called incrementalism. That's called trying to have your cake and eat it too. We need candidates that are concretely no, no hemming and hawing for Medicare for all, period. That's the police coming for Elizabeth Warren because she's, she's moonwalked on Medicare for All. She doesn't talk about it on the campaign trail. I don't even see it on her literature. in her literature. So anyway, I was just pointing out, I'm not gonna do a whole top video on it right now. Maybe I will later in the week. She is rising in the polls. We do have to, you know, it's legitimate. She is rising in the polls. However, one poll does not make a trend. So it's something to watch. But why I think that this speech today was so good, why I think this is so important, is because when bernie sanders is on that debate stage he needs to make clear we already live in a socialist country that joe biden favors socialism that kamala harris favors socialism that elizabeth warren favors socialism that all of these candidates they favor socialism because they're for social security they're for medicare for all and frankly i haven't heard a lot of these people you know when it's convenient for them they're against subsidies I haven't heard a lot of these people propose legislation to end subsidies for Wall Street, to end subsidies for fossil fuel companies, to end subsidies for pharmaceutical companies, for big banks. Bernie Sanders has. Bernie Sanders has.